Football podcast. I'm your host Jordan Pace here with Zach Henson, League Commissioner. We're here at the Henson Home. Yep. And uh, we're gonna this podcast. Zach, tell us a little bit about this and why we started it. Yeah. So this is something that we wanted to do for years, and the goal of the league is just to, for our fantasy football league to be more fun and unique than your average league that you might just join at the office or something. So this is really for you guys, and hopefully, you know, each week we'll be able to do a podcast talking about you and your team and interviewing some of the the guys throughout the season. Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome back into the CMB Fantasy Football Podcast. We're back. We're back. We're back. Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League podcast. Zach, episode 100. We're finally here. I know, it's crazy. We made it. Episode 100. We talked about it a little bit last week and wanted to do something a little special. And we were able to find in the archives, Matt Suggs found it for us, the original intro from that first episode. I think it was July sometime of 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, So long ago, it feels like. I mean, that was before Winnie Kate was born. You guys lived in a different house. We used to record in person together. A lot has changed since then, but uh, it was cool to hear that original intro. Oh, yeah, definitely. We had a lot of, uh, back in the day, I remember when we were first starting this whole podcast thing, we had a lot of maybe copyright infringement might be the word. I mean, we had a Jack White song that we just played that used to be our old intro, and we are like, eh, maybe we should ditch that. We don't want to get in trouble with Warner Brothers, whoever his uh, record label is. We used to play the the Folgers jingle. I mean, we had a lot of stuff up against us, and we were kind of new to the whole podcast thing. But uh, we just want to say thanks to you guys for listening to us uh, 99 episodes later after that first one. Um, we haven't wavered. We've, we've done an episode every week throughout the regular season and some throughout the off season. but it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's crazy to think that we've done 100 of these now. And that seems like so many, but thinking back to when we started, that does seem like uh, quite a quite a ways away, you know. So, um, but you know, hopefully everybody's enjoyed this. Just trying to bring something new uh, or different, you know, for for our fantasy football league. So, hopefully, we've accomplished that. I think the the best part about this, and I don't want to make it sound like we're just bragging ourselves, but. Doing this podcast has really generated a lot of content, even off the podcast, but like within the Facebook group and discussions at the draft, at the pre-draft meeting. We talk a lot about things we talk about on this podcast. You know, we have people from the league will come on and talk about their team, talk about matchups, talk about trades, talk about just about anything. And it generates a lot of buzz, I would say, within the Facebook group and kind of back and forth. It's been a nice uh, way for us to kind of create content and create rivalries and create uh, just, you know, a lot of fun for the league, I would say. Yeah, I really like that you get to hear from managers throughout the, the season. And it's kind of a good way to check in with everybody and, and uh, see how everybody's team's doing. It's, it's just fun. 
One thing about the podcast that has not gone over well with one particular manager, Jake has said a couple of times that he was not a fan of us going through the jersey numbers. Uh, we did it literally 99 times. So, Jake, there are no jerseys that are three digits. Those days are over. It's over. Yep. Yeah, and that actually, I'm, I'm kind of glad too because it, it took away some time I do in research, you know, because I put together the rundown each week and yeah. I probably I probably spent a good 10 minutes each time trying to find some info on, on the, the jersey numbers. Yeah, I remember when we first started it and then you kept coming back with more and I was like, whoa, like Pace is legit researching this stuff, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah, it, got, it got a little sad, but I'm glad that we can take that out. I get a little bit of uh, time back in my day. But I will say, let's replace the jersey numbers, Zach, this time. We did it last time with a, with a candy draft, which uh, I, I wouldn't say – I haven't heard a whole lot of people respond. I know Matt Suggs may have agreed with me on some of them on our candy draft. I think some people think maybe you're taking it a little too literally, <laughs> p- putting down my, uh, my candy. Um, Zach, what candy did you, would you say you consumed the most last week? I mean, probably just a few from the list, you know, probably a few Reese's, a couple of Snickers. That was about it. I didn't really go crazy. Yeah. So let's do another draft this week, Zach. And in honor of the 100th episode, let's take a trip down memory lane, not a trip around the league, but let's take a trip back over the last three years of doing this show together. Let's do a draft. It doesn't have to be a true draft. Maybe we'll just bounce ideas off each other. But Zach, when you think about your favorite all-time moments that have happened on this podcast, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I'll let you have the first pick again. Probably the tennis ball throws. Oh, yeah, that was on my list. Yeah, tennis ball throws. Cover your face. You got to leave the goods open. Watch out. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> That'll be a clip for later, right? All right, here we go. Guys, where, where are you aiming this? I'm oh, aiming yeah. at your nuts. I'm aiming at your nuts. Okay, you can well, count on that. You cannot put your hand there. You can't. Last second. Cover gonna, your face. I'm going to cover it up last second. No, no, no. You can't. You can only cover your face. This is a nerf ball. I'm never, probably going to miss. We never agreed to these turns. Face. You don't. No. No, face. Here we go. And if you flinch, it's three more next week. Thank you. <laughs> that is not happening. In gym shorts. You better cover your ass so you can't you cover see. Cover your eyes. You don't want to watch this. That's don't watch. Just close your eyes. I've it. done this before. No, close your eyes. Cover your eyes. You've been hitting the nuts with. We've no, been. he's missed every time. Yeah, I'm missed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cover your eyes if you flinch. You just do it. If you flinch. All right, Matt, you're next after this, okay? What? Yeah. Like you get to throw a face. All right. Cover your eyes. Oh, my gosh. Oh! Woo! All right. All right, Matt, you're up. Here we go. Why does Matt I'm not throwing. Throw? I'm going to practice grace. Do you want me to take your throw? I'll take your throw. I'll take a throw. So we did some that were like live, I remember, because I think Jack Martin was over. Was that this? You know what I'm talking about? at your old house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rich, live on the podcast. Here we go. All right. Three. Let him have it. Wait, wait. Who thinks Ross is going to miss completely? Uh, What's the rule? If he misses, do it. No, he's got one shot. He just gets one shot. This is it. Don't miss your chance to blow. Zach's still right now. There was a there was a video of you throwing one at Ross. I think it was in slow mo. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yes. Do you still get to throw tennis balls at Ross, or those days over? You know, I rarely see Ross. I see Ross now as much as you guys do. Right. Um, let's see here. I mean, the first one that comes to mind has to be. Uh, Jay, I think some of the best episodes actually happen at your old house when we used to be together in person, but the, the famous Jay Myrick call, we won't get too far into it, but that call had a lot. It had Jay 
uh, yelling. There was some foul language. It was just I hadn't seen or heard anything like like that. And uh, I still that's that's the moment on the podcast that gets brought up the most. I would say still to this day, and that was like within the first ten episodes. So I was thinking, oh my gosh, we have let the toothpaste out of the out of the uh, tube. It's not coming back in. Um, I had no clue what the podcast was going to, you know, hold for the, you know, forever after that. But, uh, one of the best moments, uh, I would say for the podcast. Yeah, definitely got intense. Zach. Um, I, you, you just kind of bounce them off. I mean, it's, I'll just comment on them. Okay. Uh, another one I, I thought of, and this was a re- response to an, a lot of times when Jay has come on, he's been very intense, but the time when, when Jacob came on, it was like his PR handler. And he referred to, I know you like this moment a lot. He referred to Jay as a, a very passionate man. Uh, I, I've always enjoyed that one. It's probably one of my favorite one-liners from Jacob. Yeah. I feel like I had that clip somewhere and it got lost, but that was a, that was a good um, audio clip. We should add that to the bumper. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I've got another one is I just remember the first time that we had, um, a big guest on, which was John McClain mm-hmm. and just hoping that everything would work and that, you know, we recorded when we were supposed to record. And, you know, obviously it seems like we always had some sort of technical glitch or something like that. Yeah. But he could not have been nicer, um, with his time and just, just being kind to do that interview for us. And so I thought that was really cool. And then we kind of rolled off quite a few after that so that was that was pretty neat being able to hear from those uh those reporters there are a few people better in the country to talk nfl and none better to talk houston texans football a real treat for us we're now pleased and privileged to be joined by the legend himself john mcclain who's covered the nfl for the houston chronicle for 38 years john is a member of the pro football hall of fame selection committee can be heard locally each tuesday and friday on the midday 180 on nashville's 104.5 the zone john how are you I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I just could not believe we got John McLean as our, I mean, as our, our first time ever even trying to reach out to someone outside of the league and John McLean says, yes, I just couldn't believe it. I, when you told me that you were going to try and contact him, I was like, okay, great. Like if he says yes, awesome. If he doesn't, that's, you know, that's totally fine. And I was just stunned that he said yes. And ever since then we've kind of taken the whole worst thing that can happen is they say no approach. Right. Yeah. And we've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely, gotten our fair share of people saying yes which is uh more than we could ever ask for so it's been pretty cool one of the best parts about the john mcclain interviews is how i wouldn't say casual or informal but just you know it seems like he doesn't have a lot of security uh, in that the first time we talked to him he gave us his uh, he told us to call his hotel so we called the hotel in west virginia where the texans were doing training camp and then we called uh, his room number. So it basically, we called the line directly. I'm I'm picturing he was on the phone with us, like laying in bed. Yeah. He grabbed yeah. he grabbed that corded phone, you know. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> so I, I both times we've talked with John McLean, those definitely those definitely come to mind for me. Yes, definitely. Uh, another one when we talked to Mike Keith and Mike Keith, uh, I wouldn't say he pretended to know me. I think he might know me a little bit because I've interviewed him before, like when he worked at the Herald Citizen, but. Uh, when we were talking with him, and I don't know if this ever actually got put on the podcast, the recording, but when Mike Keith said, Jordan Pace, that guy owes me money. Yeah. Uh, he, when I, he said that, I thought, I said, uh, I should back up and say that usually whenever, before we start the podcast, I talk to whoever it is and I, 
you know, make sure that Pace is on the line and that our guest is. And, and I said, okay, you know, Mike, we've got Jordan Pace, our host on the line. And he goes, Jordan Pace, the Jordan Pace, he owes me money. And then I thought to myself, dude, this guy thinks we are somebody else. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what he's thinking with Pace, but he's about to hang up when he finds out that we're not who he, who he thinks we are. This week, we stay in our own neck of the woods to chat with arguably the most recognizable voice in the entire state, outside of Dolly Parton, of course. We're now pleased to be joined by the Vought, voice of the Tennessee Titans, Mike Keith. Mike, John McClain and, and Mike DiRocco both picked the Titans to win the division during guest appearances on our show last week. Feel free to be as subjective as you like, but uh, what is your official or unofficial prediction of the AFC South in 2017? Well, I told you that I'm the worst prognosticator ever. And sure. I'm the greatest, and, and I'm also, I'm a baseball player, so I'm very superstitious. So for me to pick the Titans, I will lay awake at night thinking that I have jinxed them forever. What, what I will say is I think the Titans certainly have a great shot to win the division. And I'll also say that I think this division is going to be much more balanced and much better than it has been in recent years. Mike, really appreciate your time today. All the best this season. Pleasure to be on with you. Thanks for having me on the show. It's so funny to think about. We always, we still to this day, we get a little nervous, or not really nervous, but we we just want to make sure logistically everything works out when we call a guest that's not within the league because we have a lot more forgiveness. Like if we tried to call, like you know, a Chase Gar somebody, and the call dropped or it didn't work right away on the first try, we have more forgiveness there because we know these people pretty well. But when we call these reporters and there's like a technical error or something doesn't work out, uh, like like the time you know we talked with James Coe or, or some other examples. It's always a little bit more nerve-wracking, and you want things to be perfect. And I remember the first time we called somebody even within the league. It was the first time we were did a phone call. And I think we literally just had your phone on speaker sitting next to your old MacBook, and it was Ryan Risher. And Rish was offering some really good trash talk. And I think that's when we realized, oh, we don't have to talk just the two of us for a solid hour. We can, like, call people, and they can, you know, take up some time and say some funny stuff. And I remember Rish, that was the one where he was, I think he was talking to Rob and Jeff Gar or someone, and, and he said that he's going to be sitting at home on the couch, pantless, eating chicken wings. You remember that? <laughs> yes. I and, feel like I clipped that too, and I don't have it yeah, anymore. It, it's so funny to me because that was like a year or two before he met his now wife. So he was probably single back then, and I think he probably actually was sitting in his underwear eating chicken wings on a Sunday afternoon. Yes. Like, I think his life has changed so much since that episode. Oh, for sure. Yes, definitely. Uh, one other thought I had was whenever we talk about us just getting around and and doing the podcast, you know, in person, for some reason, I always think of when we met up in Matt's office, Matt Suggs' office, and it was like dark. And there was only yes. like a lamp in there, and it was me, you, Suggs, and, and Brian. I don't know why I think of that, but it is. And didn't like Ross or somebody show up late and like scare us? Yeah, that was strange, and I think the reason we had the lights off was not because the power was out or anything, but because the lamp or the light in Matt's office was so loud that the noise was being picked up by GarageBand, and so we just kept the lights off. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that was the episode where Ross showed up late and just started screaming like he usually does when he, when he joins the podcast without us knowing about it. He just starts yelling and coming in hot, but yeah, I, I thought of that one before. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, 
one of you okay we'll, we'll cut to the end here but one I, I definitely thought of the first moment that came to mind another one involving ryan risher was i i think we, what we used to do is we would record at your house like in the afternoon around lunchtime and sometimes if we had a guest that wanted to come in like rish rish was working at avert express at the time who'd come over to your house on his lunch break and he would swing by for like 10 15 minutes do a little segment and then leave and i remember one time he came over and we prank called Jordan Iwanazin. Dude, yeah. This was actually the 2016 season. So it would have been our second year of doing the podcast maybe. It may, it may have been the first year in 2015. But I just remember this was like right at the beginning of the presidential election during the primary. And Rish pretended to be an uh, employee on the Hillary Clinton campaign. Yes. And he made this like fake female voice. And I remember Jordan was so polite. Like, I, I really wanted Jordan to, like, go off the rails and just be so uncharacteristic and say something mean. And yeah. he was so polite to Rish. It was awesome. Yes, that was fantastic. I don't know how he kept it together. Yeah, so, uh, and then the last one here, Zach, this is, we've already mentioned this earlier, but just that first episode, that's the first thing that comes to mind was when we first started trying this thing out. And I don't remember who had the idea of doing a podcast. I, I'll give you credit because I don't remember deciding on, on who – you know, brought that up, but our first episode and really that first year or so I was in my last year at, at tech at Tennessee tech. And, uh, I was, it was kind of a crazy schedule for me cause I was in my last semester there and I was working at the Herald citizen. So I felt like I didn't have a lot of time in the day, but we would always record during my lunch break. So in between classes, basically at tech, I would swing by your house when you were living off Fisk, we'd record and uh, we had that copyright Jack white intro uh, we didn't really have our like cadence or our radio voices down. Like we still probably don't have that, but uh, everything was a little awkward. We're all huddled around your couch. We literally had your MacBook open sitting on the ottoman of your couch. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, think, I think things have improved since then, I would say. Yeah, we're, we're still trying to figure this out. But uh, yeah, I remember thinking I wanted us to do a podcast for a while. And I feel like I had mentioned it to you and we just never did it. And then uh, maybe I brought it back up and we actually, you know, made it happen. So here we are. Yeah, we're, we're definitely still learning. Yeah, millions of views later. And Zach, I'm glad that you picked me as your co-host and not Ross Garrison. <laughs> all right, let's not get too sappy with all of that. Thank you guys for listening. Episode 100. Let's take a trip around the league. Let's take a trip around the league. Week 10 in the NFL, Zach, there's two storylines that are kind of dominating right now. We're recording. It is Wednesday, November 7th, and the biggest news of the day, biggest news of the week is Des Bryant signs a one-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. Zach, did you see this one coming? Um, no, I mean, I didn't know if he would ever sign, you know, at this point. We drafted him. I can't remember which round we did, but um, just kind of gave up that he was even going to sign with anybody, honestly, so... Um, I'm glad he did, though, because when they play the Cowboys, that is going to be must-see TV. Yes. Yeah, and, and Dez signs a one-year deal with the Saints, and he also gets signed by a team in our league in Fab. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I just I was a little surprised by this move, not because Dez got signed. I thought he would eventually get signed. Uh, when it, you know, He'd probably go to a team you know, like the Saints who are pushing, but it didn't make a lot of sense to me for the Saints in that they have a top-three receiver right now in Michael Thomas – uh, Traquan Smith and you know if Cam Meredith can stay healthy I thought they were good backup options but it just felt like the 
Saints are really a – they throw to the running backs. They throw to their tight ends when they're in the red zone. So I didn't see a huge need for them to go after Dez, but I think they're, they're, uh, their window's wide open right now, and they want to keep it that way. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. You heard, like, Brandon Marshall was going to be trying out as well, and I just thought – I really didn't think that Dez would – would get a contract I feel like I might have even heard that he left without a contract as well or an offer and didn't think it was going to happen but hey um, more entertainment for us next bit of news here and this is the story that has been uh, entertaining all season even throughout the offseason Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell was spotted playing basketball in Pittsburgh I don't know if you saw this on Twitter Zach and uh, this was today on Wednesday he now has six days to report to the Steelers so he can receive that full season of uh, credit, you know, toward his contract. So if he doesn't show up in six days, he, uh, he this will not be considered a full season and he could get uh, transition tagged again by the Steelers. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with this. Did you see that he just tweeted upside down? Yeah, very strange. I don't know what his deal is. He's he's definitely in Pittsburgh. He's in the city. Yeah. But his motive, no one understands. I mean, he's losing – literally millions of dollars uh, every couple of weeks by being defiant and, and d- deciding to do this. So I have, I have no clue what's going on. Yeah. I will say though, in, in his absence, James Connor has, this has been like a best case scenario for James Connor. Uh, so, you know, if, if Le'Veon Bell doesn't show up, I think the Steelers feel fine with that. Yeah. I would think they're, they're going to be okay. All right, injuries, Zach, not too many injuries from this past week. Biggest bit of news being a player that is returning from injury. This is Leonard Fournette, Jacksonville Jaguars running back for Chase. He has not practiced since week four, but he practiced in full today. We'll get to play against the Colts this week. And so uh, good news for Chase. I'm, you know, that's got to be so frustrating if you're Chase in this, in this scenario. Yeah, but uh, Chase is used to it, so. Good point, yeah. All the bad luck with injuries over the years. But this is going to be a good matchup for Chase, who uh, he'll get his Colts versus the Jags. So Andrew Luck versus Leonard Fournette, and uh, we'll talk about that later in our matchups. But the injuries, though, this week, this is uh, bad news for the Washington Redskins. Chris Thompson, the running back who is on IDP, still suck. A ribs injury, and Jamison Crowder, receiver on Allman Brothers and ankle. Both of those guys did not practice for the Redskins on Wednesday and it's looking like they are highly questionable this week when uh, the Redskins play on Sunday. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, it looks like Adrian Peterson's probably going to get the nod again uh, for Ross and Reed. And I'll say this, Jameson Crowder hasn't played since week five, so I don't know if Allman Brothers are going to miss him too much. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, next one here, Sammy Watkins of Pacing Your Face. He's got an ankle injury that popped up today. Didn't practice on Wednesday looking like he might be close to being questionable or maybe even a game-time decision. So not good news there for the Chiefs receiver. And then Gronk, another player on IDP still suck. He has missed a couple of weeks here recently. Um, he has missed, he missed week seven and nine, played in week eight, uh, but he has a bye week next week. So it, it almost feels like the Patriots might just bench him so he'll get some rest and come back in week 12 after their bye. Yeah, that, that would be smart. So uh, not a lot of injuries that are really impacting this week's matchups, but good news for Chase getting back uh, four net, and we'll see uh, how Jay and Jay bear off with uh, Chris Thompson and Rob Gronkowski being possibly out. Zach, let's take a trip around CMB. Week 9 recap, 
Zach, I know the all pro team was, uh, as the kids say, lit this week, I'm sure. Uh, it was close. I'll, I'll give you uh, the total here in a second. Drew Brees was the top quarterback, 38.90. Um, Michael Thomas was the top wide receiver, 39.10. Adam Humphreys was the second at 29.65. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 33.60, and Kareem Hunt, 33.10 were your top two running backs. Top tight end was Travis Kelsey, 28.90. Top flex was Christian McCaffrey, 32.70. And then your top kicker was uh, Parkey, 12 points. DST was Chicago with 33. I don't know if you saw that. That was – Oh, yeah. Uh, top IDPs, Daniil Hunter, who had an insane stat line. He had 31.25 points. Uh, Amos Jr., 19.25. Mario Addison, 19.25. And your top two DBs were TJ McDonald, 18.75, and Desmond King, third, 16.20. Bringing your total to 385.65. So a little above average. Yeah, a little, little bit above average as of late. Yeah. So. Not a bad week. They're in week nine, a uh, big bye week in the NFL. Some guys out this week too, so we'll talk about that in some of the matchups, but that was your all-pro team. Zach, the standings didn't change too much from week nine to week ten, but uh, some some notes here, I will say uh, in the week ten standings, it is DEFCON 1 or IDP still suck in the Ice Bucket Challenge right now. Would you agree? Yes, and I've said it before. I mean, they've, they've come very, very close um, to losing two games, you know, that one they won by point fifteen or whatever right. it was. And then I think they won one a couple weeks ago by like three points or something. So, whoo, I mean, close. I never thought I'd see it coming or think it was possible, but we we are getting very close to Jay and Jay getting ice and water dumped on them. And I, I don't know, I might be interested in seeing that, but their remaining schedule is interesting here. So they have West Coast Wombats who they've been hot. They're not West Coast Wombats not putting up a lot of points, but they're winning games and that's all that matters. Greg Coe, uh, who, you know, kind of middle of the pack there, difficult matchup for J and J. But the last two weeks, weeks thirteen and fourteen, they get the Almond Brothers, who are right in front of them at number twelve, and Jordan Iwan is in in the last week of the season at number fourteen in last place. So uh, all three of those teams play each other in the last two weeks and the winner slash loser of the ice bucket challenge will be determined probably the last week of the season. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, uh, interesting stuff there at the, at the back and Jordan, I want is in, is in last right now by 95 points, but same record as J and J same record as the almond brothers. So, uh, he's, you know, Jordan's back by several points, almost a hundred, but you know, if he can get a win this week, you know, claws way out from the from the back and, and move maybe IDPs in last place. Yeah. Uh, and then Almond Brothers, they're I would say they're hot right now. They've won two straight. Came on the podcast last week. Came in hot uh, with those shark facts. But uh, they are ahead of IDPs right now by 145 points and 240 points ahead of Jordan Iwanis. And so Almond Brothers have a lot of points for. They've just had some bad luck with some of these matchups. Yeah. Are you willing to? maybe move the Almond Brothers out of ice bucket contention? Do you think it's between J&J and Jordan, or is it any of those three right now? Uh, anything can happen in fantasy football. It could be people that we're not even talking about. Um, but I, I have been saying, and I, I stick by this, that I think Almond Brothers are on their way up. I think they've got a good team. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll say this. I think you're right about any, anyone can get the ice bucket because I'll say this from my own experience week 10, this time a year ago, I was, I think I was in like maybe ninth or 10th place and the teams we were talking about the, for four or five weeks prior, it was Matt Suggs and it was Ross and Reed Garrison. And they were the two teams that were basically in contention all season for the ice bucket. Yeah. And there, there at the very end, I think I lost three or four in a row yes. and I was, I was uh crowned the ice bucket. Yeah. It's, it's just unbelievable. Anything can happen. You're a loser. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Never, never get rid of that one. Uh, Zach, let's talk about the pick em challenge. I don't know if the, the standings there changed too much, but I think our pick em profit is still the pick em profit. Not much changed at all. And I will say that last week there were a lot of upsets in the pick 'em challenge. Right. Uh, great participation um, as we've had all season long, but the most that anybody got right this past week was three three picks. <laughs> wow. So uh, there were a lot of threes up there. So not much changed. Uh, Suggs is st still number one um, over Greg by two. And then there's a, you know, me, you and Reed uh, tied for third. Chase, Jay, Kevin White, uh, John Nichols, Jeff, Jordan, Iwanis and Jake, Courtney, Matt Collins, and Ross were all the people that were active uh, in that order as the standings go right now. So Suggs still on top right now. Zach, one thing that I think we should have done sooner, and I'm, I'm glad we're doing it now, are the locks and bold predictions. We're reviewing. We're keeping ourselves accountable. This is something that I wish we would have done sooner, like I said, because it's been a lot of fun going back and looking at what we said the previous week and comparing and contrasting that sort of thing. And it's just fun, too, to make predictions because if you're wrong, oh, well, like you lose nothing. But if you're right, you know, you have a little bit of bragging rights. So, Zach, let's look back at last week and uh, – I, I took an L in my lock of the week. I locked Chase Gaw over Jordan Iwanis, and Chase ends up losing my 15. So uh, I took a big L there, and I'm willing to admit it. I don't think you made a lock last week, Zach, for yeah, a matchup. I don't think I did. Yeah, sorry. But I will say this, though. I did pick you to beat Rish, and I remember you, you stopped me like three or four times. You were ready to mute my mic, and you and Brian won by 47 points. All right, well – I won't be doing it again this week because we're playing each other. Yeah. But yeah. I will say, though, I, I picked you guys to win, and I was really uh, high on you guys. But I did say Aaron Jones and Adam Thielen would have great weeks. Aaron Jones just 8.6 points, and Adam Thielen just 12.7. And it was his first game without 100 yards this season. So mm -hmm. maybe uh, a jinxy there. Yeah. Zach, I'm going to go ahead and mention this next thing, and I know you're not going to be happy that I'm even saying this person's name. But I will say, I took a note Sunday. I was watching Red Zone Channel. I did see that uh, Dalvin Cook, according to Next Gen Stats, he reached 22.07 miles per hour on his 70-yard run in that win over the Lions. It was the fastest of any ball carrier so far this season, according to Field Yates. So really fast carry for Dalvin Cook. Does this change your lineup at all? Do you guys move Dalvin Cook back in your starting lineup? Um, possibly. That was terrifying to see. I thought his leg was going to explode while he was running. <laughs> uh, but I saw a quote where he told the coach that he was thinking about his hamstring the entire time, as were uh, most of his fantasy managers, I would, uh, I would assume. And uh, he said he was keeping it in fourth gear so he can run faster than that. So uh, 
hey, maybe some fresh legs would, wouldn't be so bad, but I'm really kind of glad they're on a bye week right now because let's heal up. I had a moment where I felt really bad for Greg, and you guys weren't playing each other. Uh, I can't remember. I think Greg may have been playing Rish. No, you played Rish last week. I can't remember who Greg was was playing against, but there was a moment in the first quarter in that Vikings-Lions game last week where uh, basically – Latavius Murray was on the goal line, rushed it in, but he fumbles the ball into the end zone and Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph fell on it. So Greg gets credit for a touchdown. And then about five minutes later, they review it and they say it wasn't a fumble. So the swing, they went from giving Rudolph a touchdown to uh, giving you guys H&F a touchdown for Murray. So kind of feel uh, bad for Greg there. It's his bad luck that continues. I didn't know. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So uh, bold predictions though. I my biggest bull prediction so far. I said that the Saints would beat the Rams and snap their eight-game winning streak. So pat on the back for me. I don't know if you have like a hands clapping uh, audio bumper ready to go. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, thank you. I said, I, and I went back and listened to the podcast. I said it will be a high-scoring game, probably something like forty-five to forty-one. Saints end up winning forty-five thirty-five. I, sh- I should have put some money on that. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, I don't think you, you didn't make any like concrete bold predictions. You didn't use the word bold prediction, but I will say your treats. You did make some treats on our Halloween episode. Okay. Uh, you said Corey Davis was a treat, just ended up with 12 points. Uh, Deshaun Jackson was a treat of yours, only had 6.4. And then Gronk was a treat, and he didn't play. Wow. Um, but, Zach, here's, here's some good news, though. You picked Julio Jones as a treat. He had 26.35 in his first touchdown since November of last season. Reese's. Okay. Yep. You said Dion Lewis was a treat. He ended up with 22.2 points. Makers. And, yep. And then you said that, hey, you said a special treat, Chicago defense against the Bills. Woo. Reese's you pieces. D- no, Reese's peanut butter cup with Reese's pieces inside. That's what happened. On those first three, I'm sorry, guys. I was, those were almond joys. My bad. Those were, those were Almond Joys and Take Fives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, hey, uh, big prediction there for Chicago. I don't know if a lot of people would have predicted 33 points, but you did pick them as a treat, and uh, it was a big game for you. But I will say this. Uh, I was pretty upset by one performance on Sunday. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Not up this top. Is, oh, Marcus? No, no, no. No, oh. Mar- Marcus, Marcus had a decent game. I didn't end up starting him. Right. No, not a player on my team. This is a player I think I may have owned once or twice. Probably the most talked about player in CMB for some reason. Oh, you texted me about it. Brandon McManus. Yeah, so Brandon McManus, still the kicker of the Broncos, still missing field goals. They have a chance to beat the Houston Texans, which would have, with the Titans win, it would have put them only a half game behind the Texans in the AFC South. And instead of trying to move the chains and get a little closer to the end zone, Vance Joseph lets the clock run out, and he says, you know what, we're going to let Brandon McManus try a 51-yard field goal. He misses the first attempt, and, uh, you know, they ice the kicker. They called the timeout. Houston did. So he goes up to kick again. He has the distance wide right. Beautiful. Yeah, wide right. Could have beaten the Texans, and, of course, he, uh, he missed it. And, of course, McManus was on Rish's team, who was playing you last week, Zach. So – uh, McManus and Zach just go together like peanut butter and jelly. Right. All right, Zach, let's move on here a little bit as we continue going around the league. That was our week nine recap, week 10 preview, Zach, and the fab recap was pretty interesting this week. Um, 
like we mentioned with the news out of New Orleans, Des Bryant gets signed by the Saints for a one-year deal. He was the biggest uh, player by far this week, not of all time, because last week you guys broke that record with Fitzmagic. But Des Bryant goes for $41 to Strongside, who spent all of their remaining fab bucks on Des Bryant. Uh, I also I spent $16, and IDP spent 12 Chase Goff spent 9 So the delta between – it was, uh, you know, 25 points or $25 between me and, uh, and Suggs, who ends up winning him with – and John, I should say. But uh, Des Bryant, I, what, what do you think about this move, Zach? Um, I would love to hear what Matt has to say. I, I need – I'm not <laughs> – I need to look at their team. I mean, are they desperate for a, a wide receiver? Uh, they have Stephon Diggs on bye this week, so maybe that's part of it. But they also have Robert Woods. I'm just going off memory here. Uh, I mean, maybe, I, you know, they're obviously banking on some optimism for the rest of the season. Uh, this, to me, though, does Bryant for 41 bucks. This feels like a John Nichols move. Yeah, John might have hacked the account. It's good. I, I, I mean, you can't hack the account if he has rights, right, as the co-owner? Sorry, sorry. that's right, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. Maybe they share a pat. Where do you think their password is that they share? B, uh, BFF Rekindled. I like that. And, like, the, they're, the Kindled, it's like uh, KIND is in all caps. Kind of like SIDE is in their name. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so, Des Bryant, $41 to strong side. Corderell Patterson goes for $7 to East Coast Wombats. I bid four, but he goes to East Coast. And I was going to say, the only reason I bid on him really was because I genuinely thought that Yahoo, by now this week, would have changed his designation from receiver to receiver slash running back, which they should have done after last Sunday night. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I don't really know what kind of huge advantage that would give us, though. But now that we have that flex spot, but still, that would be nice to have a little bit of extra flexibility, I guess. Yeah, and if you're a team that needed a running back, that would have been nice. But I will say I, I was going to spend a little bit more, and then I got a little optimistic about Sony Michelle returning, which is, is looking like is a very real chance. So he would have been third in the pecking order behind James White, of course, and Sony Michelle. And so I think he's back to being kind of that gadget receiver kick returner. So to me, Cordell Patterson, a guy I'm not too upset I didn't win out on. So maybe East Coast can find some value in him. A uh, player I did win out, win out on, though, was Adam Humphreys, the slot receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've spent $12. Uh, Chase spent 7 and H&F, you guys spent 0 bucks on Humphreys. So uh, early out, we're playing each other this week, and early in the week I get an, uh, the first win over H&F, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to go to sleep and not feel like I had to guess at how much money to put on players. Oh, so yeah. That was – I slept well. We mentioned Des Bryant already. Uh, the non-competes this week, I spent $5 on Alfred Morris running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Looks like he might split some time with Matt Parita with uh, – I can't even remember the the guy. Who's the running back that's that just went on IR? Uh, Raheem Mostart. Mo Yes, Mostart is now an IR, and so Alfred Morris will be the backup there. Five bucks, you know, whatever. You see it? Say that again? Did you see the injury for Mostert? I did, and I didn't see it right away. Oh, man. Oh, dear. I had to watch it three or four times. Yeah, it was – that's something else. 
another 49er that goes non-compete, and this is the most ECW move ever because they've done this a couple times already, but Nick Mullins, the backup quarterback who is going to start one more week for the 49ers, goes for $17 to ECW. Uh, Man, they did this with Joe Flacco. They did this with Eli Manning. Uh, They did this with Tannehill, I believe, where they spend about uh, 12, 15, kind of around that range for a quarterback that no one else bid on. Um, so I'm kind of trying to figure out their strategy here. I'll say this. They didn't get to snatch him up because uh, it looks like today Jeff and Rob Gaw snatched up Lamar uh, – I almost said Lamar Odom. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So I, I I think that's the guy they wanted, uh, knowing that Reed is a huge uh, Louisville fan. But it looks like he may get the start for the Ravens. So they may regret this Mullins deal. It will definitely sting if Lamar Jackson gets the uh, call here soon. The Ravens have been absolutely terrible. So it wouldn't be a surprise to see that happen. All right, Zach, the trade deadline in our league, we talked about the NFL trade deadline last week. Our league's deadline is the same as most leagues in Yahoo. It is November 10th, so Saturday. Kind of an awkward day to do it, but you sense a lot of last-minute deals getting done in the next couple of days? Honestly, probably not. You know, not a – I don't think we'll have anything at the last minute. We'll see. Who knows? One thing about trades, too, and we should mention this just real quickly uh, before we move on to our picks of the week. We nixed something in our league this week, and it was a pretty unanimous vote with the exception of maybe one or two people. And this was our decision to midway through the season, nixed trading of picks. And I think most people agreed with it. Zach, what, what kind of, you know, we don't have to get too far into it because I know this could take some time, but uh, I, I think this was a very um, – what's the word? I, it's almost an outlier. I don't see us making a decision like this again midway through the season, but it felt like something that was necessary. And, again, not something that happens too often where we make a league decision midway through the year. It might be the first time ever. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's the first time we've done something like that. But just given the timing with the trade deadline coming up and, um, you know, I know it's fun to acquire a pick. Um but, you know, we had three picks on the table. I mean, we, we can kind of dive into this. But basically, um, just kind of simplifying it, it just didn't go well over at this past draft. Um, so, anyways, we just decided to, to not continue uh, trading picks anymore. Um, Maybe down the road we can revisit that. But for, for now, it's, it's gone. Yeah, and to me, the juice was not worth the squeeze, although the work that went into it, uh, and, and it didn't feel like it was something that needed to be a part of the league anyway. We tried it. didn't work. Uh, we've tried new things, and it hasn't worked. We've tried new things, and they have worked. So we're willing to try things like that, and I just don't think this one worked out too well. And to be honest, there really were only a handful of picks that were traded over the two seasons that we did this. So I don't think too many people are missing out. And all the trade talks that I've had with people this year, Zach, no picks have really been discussed. So I don't even think it's something people were wanting to do or really were too upset to see go. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. So, again, trade deadline is Saturday, uh, November 10th. So if you guys want to make any last-minute deals, now's the time to do it because after that, uh, your team is kind of locked in with the exception of Fab, of course, and a lot of people, as we just talked about, almost out of money at, at this rate. Yep. All right, Zach, real quickly here, let's do our picks of the week. No call of the week this week. We're just uh, we're going to dedicate this to our hundredth episode, and we're going to do our picks with some locks and bold predictions. Picks of the week. 
All right, Zach, first matchup here. This is Tecmo Power Runners, number four versus your worst nightmare, number nine. Kevin trying to get in that playoff spot, and he's playing a really tough team right now in Tecmo, who I am actually picking this week. It's going to be close, though. I will say that. I I actually don't like James White versus the Titans. They're giving up the fewest fantasy points to running backs so far this season, and Sonny Michelle is back, so he'll cut into James White's time. But also, I will say for Tecmo, Having David Johnson as your flex spot coming off a bye, that's a nice luxury to have, especially against, you know, Kevin's flex play in Vance McDonald. And uh, it looks like Chris Carson will be a game-time decision for Kevin. So uh, I'm picking Tecmo, especially given that Kevin has Philip Lindsay and DeAndre Hopkins on a bye. So I'm going Tecmo. I'm going to have to give this one to Kevin. This one, I was I was going back and forth. Uh, obviously, I really like the D- IDPs for Tecmo. But I, this one I just feel like can go Kevin's way. I can see how it, things get muddied, you said, you know, like with James White. Not only you're talking about Tennessee being good against the running back, but things get really muddy now um, in New England with uh, the running back situation with, you know, Sonny Michelle coming back and Patterson's kind of um, success that he had, you know. And right. then, uh, Tar- Coheen or Tariq Coheen, whatever his name is, you never know. Like sometimes it could be his week and sometimes it couldn't be, you know, last week he didn't have a good week. I'm sure he may go off this week, but I don't know. I, uh, I'm going to give this one to Kevin. All right. Next one here. This is the Almond brothers, number 12 versus Greg Co. number eight. And I'm picking the Almond brothers this week. Uh, the Titans have fared well against fantasy quarterbacks so far, the fifth fewest points allowed to QBs, but I do expect Malcolm Butler to cover Julian Edelman. And that could mean a big day for uh, Brady's favorite receiver, which, of course, would help out Tom Brady. They've got the pair of Edelman and Brady. Um, I also like T.Y. Hilton against the Jags this week for the Almond Brothers. Uh, the Jags, they are giving up the fewest fantasy points to receivers, but A.J. Boye has already been ruled out this week, so that could help out T.Y. Hilton's case. And then, you know, with, like we talked about earlier, Le'Veon Bell possibly coming back next week, James Conner might want to further his case you know as being the full-time running back for the rest of this season and beyond so I could see another big week for James Conner giving this one to the Almond Brothers I want to give it to the Almond Brothers but I have a lot of questions about their IDPs um, and so I'm, I'm going to give it to Greg on this one I like all this IDPs talk yeah all right next one here West Coast Wombats number six versus IDPs speaking of which still suck number 13 IDP still suck still suck I'm gonna go ahead and coin that uh so my pick, no offense, Jay, uh, Jacob's not listening. My pick is West Coast Wombats on this one. This is another rough matchup for Jay and Jay. Amari Cooper could be in for a big week. He's playing against the fifth worst fantasy defense against receivers in the Eagles. But on Johnson, Chris Thompson, and Gronk, they are all seriously questionable as of Wednesday night uh, throughout practice this week. So it could be another rough one in terms of injuries for Jay and Jay. Let's just hope they don't have to start Luke Stalker again uh, at tight end. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to West Coast Wombats as well on this one, man. If they get a running back that is not named Derek Henry, their team is going to be very dangerous. Uh, they've got a good team. So uh, regardless, I'm going to give it to them this week. All right, Isaiah 4031, number 14 versus East Coast Wombats, number three. I'm picking East Coast Wombats. Jordan, I know I did this last week, and I should regret it, and I shouldn't do it again. I locked Chase against you last week, and I paid for it, but I'm going to lock 
your opponent again this week, and I am locking East Coast Wombats. Though they are currently the underdog in Yahoo, uh, I'm picking them. Jordan's had a couple big uh, wins. He had a couple big wins, I should say, Tuesday night with the candidates he endorsed in the uh, the, the midterm election. But that is not going to carry over into fantasy in Week 10. Uh, Frank Gore and Wendell Smallwood as his two running backs. Those are brutal plays against Adrian Peterson and Saquon Barkley for, you know, Ross and Reed. And ECW, they have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley in their lineup this week playing against Jordan, who has Atlanta's number three receiver and Mohamed Sanu. So we know Matt Ryan's going to have a big day against Cleveland, but unless Sanu outperforms Jones and Ridley, Jordan's going to have to rely on guys like Golden Tate and Tyrell Williams to perform with uh, Emmanuel Sanders on by. So I know that was a lot there, mouthful, but it's going to be a tough road for Jordan giving it to ECW, my lock of the week. Okay, now I'm going to give it to ECW as well. All right, next one here, Big Orange Bullies, number 11 versus Kemp's Crew, number one. No surprise, Zach. I'm picking Kemp's Crew, number one team here. Chase is relying on a few things this week in order to beat Jake. He's relying on Fournette to be at 100%, which I don't think he's going to be. He's relying on Greg Olson to score a touchdown, which has been really his only route to point so far, Greg Olson. Not a guy putting up a lot of uh, PPR or yardage. Uh, he really lives and dies by red zone touchdowns. And for Corey Davis, he's relying on him to have a game against the Patriots like he did in last year's divisional round, you know, where Corey Davis caught two touchdowns. So he's relying on a lot of things, whereas Jake has some sure things this week in Tevin Coleman against the Browns. Uh, Tevin Coleman, a trade that I'm still regretting. And Zach Ertz against Dallas's linebacking core, which actually just lost Sean Lee for three to four weeks with a hamstring injury. So a lot in Jake's favor, giving it to him. Yeah, I'm giving it to Jake as well. I mean, definitely the best team in our league right now. So, uh, yeah. All right, next matchup here. This is Strong Side, the number two team, versus Dragon Energy, number five. Really good matchup, actually, this week with Matt and John versus Rish. I am picking Rish this week. Uh, and I'll say this. Rish currently has four players with bye weeks in his lineup, which, of course, you and I hate when we're trying to make uh, these predictions on our podcast. But – even with even when he sets his lineup, I'll say I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, he gets Odell back, Odell Beckham Jr. back, and AJ Green is out for a few weeks with an injury, but uh, no problem for Rich. He's got Tyler Boyd, and he has Joe Mixon coming back on a bye against New Orleans defense that's given up a lot of points to pass catchers. Um, I will say this though, Zach, and I hope you'll agree with me, Rich. Take Kenyon Drake to the glue factory, shoot his broken leg, do something. It's time to put Naheem Hines in his place. You got to take Kenyon Drake out of your lineup. Yeah, also, um, I'm not sure if everybody knows this. I feel like we've said it on the podcast before, but I want to repeat it. If you have a player that is uh, declared out or obviously IR, they can go on the IR spot on your roster and not count towards the total count of players on your roster. So that means basically you get a free bench spot, you know, right. for example, AJ Green, put him on your IR spot, then you free up another spot uh, to pick somebody up and it doesn't count. You're not going to have to drop anybody. So that goes for anybody in the league. Any tiny, any, anytime somebody is ruled out, just out, you can put them on your IR spot. Yeah, that's a good call out because I think some people forget about that and it is definitely an advantage to your favor. Yep. So, but anyways, uh, yeah, strong side. 
All right, um, Zach, last matchup. This is the matchup of the year because it is the two hosts facing each other. Of course, episode 100, we had to make it special. This was uh, just kind of organically happened this way, but you and I are playing each other this week. This is it, yeah. Big matchup. There are some actually, I think this may, may be a better week for rivalry week and just some of the matchups here. I mean, looking at some of these, Almond Brothers versus Greg Co. Uh, that looks like that's a pretty decent rivalry on paper, Greg versus James and Blake. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some others here, but to me, this, this feels, this is my favorite rivalry. Uh, you, you and Brian versus me, just dating back to the first year I was in the league and you guys asked me to come in the league. I think I was in the ninth grade and I was just wide eyed. Didn't really, I mean, I knew what I was doing. I knew football, but I didn't know really what to expect with CMB. I, I thought this was kind of a casual league. I think when people first join the league, like Courtney is this year, you don't realize how much, how big of a deal you know, people take this league within it. And so uh, I had a win over you guys in week one. I remember it was the, my very first matchup in this league. I had you guys beaten, and then a stat correction Tuesday took away a win away from me. And uh, it's been a bit of rivalry ever since. Wow, I do not remember any of that, but that's funny. <laughs> so, Zach, who wins this matchup? I'm giving it to you. Yeah, you're, you're going to beat us this week. Really? Yeah. I've I got, mean, I've got you picked. I try to pick different uh, winners throughout the, the picks of the week from what you usually say, but I'm going to pick myself as well. Uh, Kareem Hunt's on a tear right now, and he gets Arizona's defense, probably his best matchup so far this season. Arizona's giving up the second most points to running backs. I finally get Sony Michelle back, who I kind of feel like I got fleeced for in that trade with Jake at this point because he's missed two weeks, and I have to you know live through his bye week. My bold prediction, though, so first bold prediction for me, first and only, Keenan Allen will finish in the top three receivers this week in a big game against the Raiders. Very possible, especially the way the Raiders look. Do you have any bold predictions, Zach, that we uh, didn't, didn't touch on? Um, I don't. Uh, bold prediction that Jordan Reed actually shows up, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you, uh, I know you said that you don't expect any movement around the trade deadline. You guys needing a tight end? Yeah, uh, we we definitely need a tight end. So, you know, anybody with uh, extra tight ends, you know, just let us know. All right, and then your lock of the week, just going back and looking at the the notes we just took here. I, did, I don't think you made a lock of the week, but who are you locking in week 10? You know, I'm going to go ahead and lock the upset, and that is Kevin beating Tecmo Power Runners. All right, I like it. Zach, uh, man, we're at the end of the episode here. Tweet of the week on this special episode 100. Do you have anything? I do not. Not at the moment. You go ahead. Tweet of the week. The big matchup this week outside of pacing your face versus H&F is the Titans coming off that Monday night win over the Cowboys. You look at the schedule and you're like, oh, no, they're playing the Patriots again. The Titans are like 1-9, I think, against the Patriots since uh, they became the Titans. And so that's been the, that has been the Titans' daddy, I will say, <laughs> the Patriots. A lot of teams have been the Titans' daddy, but definitely the Patriots. Uh, but this tweet came from Robbie Stanley, who is actually a Preds beat writer. And R. Stanley NHL says, this was during the Monday night game against the Cowboys. He says, Malcolm Butler needs to become the first Titans player since Ryan Gosling to take himself out of the game. And, of course, that was a reference to Remember the Titans when uh, Ryan Gosling's character, Allen, the cornerback, who was just – he was a liability in the secondary. 
uh, benched himself. Do you remember that scene, Zach? Yes, yes. So pretty great tweet. Yeah, that's funny. Did you find anything, Zach? I don't. I don't feel like I should, you know, kind of staying with the tradition. So for the 100th episode. All right, episode 100, we got really sappy at the beginning, Zach, and we, we went down memory lane, but I enjoyed it. We talked about some of our, our favorite moments so far from the podcast, which is we are in year three, episode 100. Zach, uh, no call of the week this week, but we did make some picks and some bold predictions that we will talk about next week. Um, Zach, we have one tradition, I think, that it's been going on for about a year now. Do we want to keep this going? Yeah, we need to keep it going. Let's, let's eat a W. That's a W. That's E1. Oh, my gosh. We didn't call TP. Dude, he is dead asleep right now. <laughs> 917, you kidding you me? Think? No, Preds are on. The Preds are on. Should I call? Try it. All right. This will be the last thing we do. We have to do this every, every week. week. Every just try, week. Just try it. TP, here we go. Last time you called him. Did he, yeah, what did he say? I came home, and he was a little upset because <laughs> we interrupted the Preds game multiple times. All right. Here we go. TP. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, man. I need another chewing when I get home. He's not gonna pick up. No way he picks this yeah, up. Yeah, there's no way. He's already saved your num your net your name. Did you tell him it was me? No. What did he say? You told him it was me. Hello. TP. What? Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football Podcast. We tried. We really tried. Oh my gosh, that's going to be a soundbite going forward. Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football Podcast. No. <laughs> oh, right, well, well, yeah, we couldn't end any better. That's great. He's going to get it. Wow. When I get home. Yeah, you let him have it. You. Oh. What was that? What was that? He just called back. Oh, he he slipped his finger. He didn't mean to do that. <laughs> he, it was one of those where it rings really quick and then they hang up. He said no. Nope. All right. <laughs> well, maybe we'll try him again oh, using man. Brian's phone. Well, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, everybody, good luck this week and uh, trade deadline Saturday. Saturday midnight. Yep. All right. See you guys. All right. Well, that concludes the first edition of the 2015 CMB Fantasy Football Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this first go around. We'll have one next week. See you guys.